Are things better or worse the second time around? Can we really do anything more than once or than once or than once or than once? See that see the away because it sounds more creative than us. Oh, welcome to the Uptown Parlay podcast. Yeah, we you sound like you're about to go to sleep on that one. Then we then we start well, picking that's, up. That's that's because that's because Ace Ace just has one of those you know dark night you know monotone monotone voices. This like, <sighs> ready for the quiet storm. Welcome to the quiet storm. I'm about to put your ass to sleep. I do have a quiet storm voice. You either gonna fuck or pass out. That's what you're going to do. One of those two things is about to happen right now. <laughs> All I know is that we need to keep this in the um, recording too. Anyway, that's all talking about. Uh, right. <laughs> we might anyway. Anyway, who knows? I'm already recording, so go ahead, Malik. Intro it. I know, It'll be interesting. Yo, what's going on, everybody? And welcome to the Uptown Parlay Podcast, where we talk about NCAA college football, college basketball. Do we talk about college basketball? We've never talked about college basketball, but we should we, talk about college basketball. We have talked about um, college basketball briefly. Yes, but for the most part, we talk about uh, college football uh, and pro basketball and football here. Uh, we, mm-hmm. we give our picks, our selections, uh, some best bets uh, for you guys to get ready for the upcoming betting season. Uh, I am your host for this week. I am Malik, and I'm joined, as usual, by Ace and Ant back in the building. What's back up? Off of his, uh, Ant's back off of his... Uh, self-imposed uh mac jones hiatus he was <laughs> feeling a little under the weather because mac jones is now the new quarterback and is getting ready to take the new england patriots on 20 more years of uh dominance in the afc east and yeah, and is, yeah. is uh you know was feeling a little under the weather as a result of that but he is now back with us what's going on it yes yeah, up and I, I came back with my magic eight ball so you know i'm gonna get the little fixed right this time <laughs> Well, yeah, you hear Ant talk about it's week one. Uh, if you guys don't know, it is week one of the NFL season. It is uh, the NFL is back upon us. Uh, the first game of the year will be kicking off tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow evening. That is the Dallas Cowboys going to the defending Super Bowl champion Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But before we get into that, it is week two of the college football season. So, Ace. Yes. What games? What games do we have to talk about today uh, on the college football slate, week two? I have six games. Some people will care about, and one I know no one will care about except me. Buffalo? No, not Buffalo. It is out no, of. We're conference. not talking about Buffalo on my show. It is out of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it is out of Conference <laughs> USA. We should be. We should be after their dominant sixty-nine point performance against Wagner, but that's neither here nor there. First off, I'm going to be talking about uh, Iowa, Iowa State, the tap water battle, I believe it's called, uh, the Cyhawk Trophy, good in-state rivalry. Iowa State's favored by six, six and a half points, depending on where your sports book is at. Um, Iowa State has national championship contentions, or really college football playoff contentions. They could actually win the Big 12 this year. And um, being as how Oklahoma played last week, barely beating Tulane, who had to move to a hurricane and still gave him a good one, only losing by five points. I could easily see Iowa State putting away Iowa, especially being as they're hosting this game in Ames. So I'm going with Iowa State. Um, Iowa was impressive last week, but I think Iowa State is going to carry it. Next up, we have Big uh, Big Ten versus the Pac-12. We got Washington, who lost. Who lost to an FCF school? 
which is wild. They lost to someone from the Big Sky Conference. I think it was like Montana beat Washington. Uh, Jimmy Lake kind of disappointed as the head coach of Washington. Jim Harbaugh rolled with Michigan State, beating up on Western Michigan as they should. Michigan is the un, is a favorite. Is it one and a half point favorite? I think they can beat Washington by a field goal at home. So that's an easy win. I think Michigan's going to take that one. And uh, yeah, watch Michigan for some uh, running back prospects. They were able to run the ball at will. So those guys are going to be playing on Sunday pretty soon as half of the Iowa and Iowa State offensive and defensive lines are going to be out there. And the bloodbath of the week, as I like to call it, is the University of Patheticate, formerly known as UConn. They're going to be hosting Purdue University. And UConn is getting 28 points at home. Um, I'm assuming this is an early opening line because, as everybody knows, UConn lost the Holy Cross last week and their coach announced that he was going to retire at the end of the season. And then the school said, how about you retire next week? And he <laughs> decided to do that. He was like, you know what? I think I get a two thousand dollar bonus for quitting early. So I'm going to go ahead and go do that. I'm 63 and I want to coach these dudes because they trash. And uh, yeah, we're going to lose every game by like a million. So I expect Purdue to come in there. Either they hate their coach or they hated their former coach. They're going to come out and cover the spread. Or they're going to prove me right and show how bad they are and lose by 55 points, which is what I'm predicting. Um, I don't know what the over-under is, but if it's 60, I would take Purdue beating them 55 to 7. And they would hit wow. 62. Yeah. <laughs> I've, seen, I've, I've seen it happen. I've witnessed it with my own eyes before. Sledgehammer. Seriously. Um, Oregon at Ohio State. A top 15 matchup. Ohio State came back and won after being down early to Michigan, after being down early to Minnesota, which was kind of interesting. But I think they can I think they can uh, cover at home. C.J. Stroud came back through four touchdowns in the second half. Impressive, impressive for a freshman quarterback. Oregon played pretty well, but they play a pretty mediocre school from the Mountain West. So I'm not surprised that they played as well as they did, but I don't think they're any match for Ohio State. And then we have the Holy War, Utah versus Anthony's new favorite college football team, BYU. And BYU is favored by seven points. So Utah is going into, I think it's Salt Lake City is there. So it was where they're at, right? Utah is out of, mm-hmm. Utah out of the Pac-12, Pac and BYU is rumored to be joining the Big 12. It's about time for them. But um, – BYU clearly has the best running backs, but I think just Utah overall has the higher talent level and they have a better defensive line. So I think that's going to wear them down. I don't know. BYU got a good offensive line. They do. They really do. Like real talk, because those guys go on missions, they come back and they're eligible to play and they're like 24, 25 years old. And they're basically grown men, sometimes playing against guys who are only 20, 21, and sometimes even 19. You have redshirt freshmen starting. But the talent level at Utah is pretty high with their pipeline out of, uh, you know, Samoa and Tonga. So they got some really good defensive tackles coming out of Utah almost every other season. Um, Don't be shocked if this one is a much closer game. And with Utah getting seven points, I am very, very uh, apt to take them. And then this is a good pick for the South. We have out of Conference USA, Rice, who is historically terrible, and Houston, who is having a pretty down year so far. But had a really good game last week. Houston is the underdog, is the favorite to Rice after losing to Texas Tech last week, Houston, by 17. They're giving seven and a half to Rice. I think they're going to beat the brakes off of Rice. 
as Rice just lost by 21 points to Arkansas. Rice and Houston are both in the city of Houston or in the Houston area. And uh, everybody from Houston knows how terrible Rice is. So if you actually want to make some money this week, go ahead. Go out, bet on Dana Hogerson and the Houston Cougars. And uh, they're rumored to be joining the Big 12, too. So welcome to the big time, y'all. Well, Ace, I do have to correct you on one thing, though. My mm-hmm. new favorite team this year is actually Oregon. With, um, oh. with LSU on the little background a little bit. And there's only a real reason if you look at the NFL draft for next year. But anyway, that's the real reason. <laughs> <laughs> who's, uh, oh, who's the, who's, your, who's, who's the wide receiver or the running back out of Oregon that you're, that you're loving? Oh, is that the, no, it's the defensive end. Defensive end. Oh, he was hurt, too. Yeah, but I want I want yeah. to see. Hopefully, he comes back soon, and you know we he get to come see out for him. half a game. But I see, I know who you're talking about. That dude is, yeah, he's he's special. Yes, yeah. he's Chase Young, kind of good. Yeah, yes. You know, I'm hoping. You know, if the Jets do suck this year, I'm mm-hmm. hoping that they get him. Well, according to you, the Jets are going to be a playoff team this year, so that's not going to happen. But no, this is my imaginary fan version, oh, you know, where we that, beat the spot out of the build and you know go look, to the You're going to get your opportunity. You're going to get your opportunity to do your our We're going to get our opportunity to do our predictions yeah. for division oh, and winners I, and all that and stuff at the end of the show. So, and for Utah, the main reason why I think they're going to win, they have a transfer from Cincinnati who's finally getting a chance to start this year. Who had to sit out last season, six two two twenty by the name of Tavion Thomas. He ran 12 times last week, had 107 yards and two TDs. So, uh, and Utah actually played, they played Weber State. So, you know, it's kind of expected that he'd be that good. But the fact that he could run the ball 12, 12 attempts and get, you know, eight, nine, 8.9 a carry, nine yards a carry, uh, two TDs. Yeah. Um, I don't see this being, you know, and they're getting seven points on the road. So that's why I'm taking the Utes. Well, the, the only game that I'm even remotely checking for this week, um, nothing in the SEC strikes me as being interesting at all. Uh, I'm not Paul Feinbaum, so I don't just find all SEC football interesting. I, I, need, and I, I need actual games to, uh, to interest me. Um, but the only game I am checking for is uh, Pitt visiting Tennessee. Um, that game is, I believe it's on Saturday, uh, Saturday at noon uh, on the 11th. Um, both teams are one to know. Pitt smoked anybody mm-hmm. that watched that game. Pitt on smoked ESPN. UMass on ESPN, fifty-one to seven. Mm-hmm. It was an absolute barn burner, destruction. And um, and Tennessee beat the brakes off of Bowling Green last week. So both these teams are coming in one to know, coming off of big wins. Um, and you know, in looking fairness, to... those are two of the worst teams in the country, though. Right, exactly. So that's that's why I think this is an interesting game to me because it feels like this is this is an opportunity for them to show you know one one or the other, um, you know what what they can do against relatively decent comp, relatively similar competition. Obviously, ten, Tennessee is in the SEC, uh, SEC East, so they'll be looking to kind of keep pace with uh, Georgia and the other teams in the other Florida and the other teams in in, in their conference. Um, the, the other pieces, these two teams haven't played each other since I believe the 1980s, 1983, I think was the last time that these two teams played each other wow. and Pitt is two and O versus is two and O in uh, head to head matchups versus Tennessee. So this is an oh, opportunity yeah. for them to, uh, um, to right the wrongs, uh, you know, and right the ship and continue to, to stay afloat. Look, I'm looking for another team to, show their value in the sec um and show that they're you know able to to, to play up with uh georgia and you know you know uh, sec on the sec east and 
uh, Alabama on the SEC West. Like I'm looking for somebody uh, other than just Texas A&M to show some some worth. And so maybe, hopefully, if Tennessee is capable of doing this. And the spread is really low. Spread is only one. How much of that Georgia Dame did you get to see? I I was at a wedding uh, while the game was going on, um, but I was at I I happened to be at a wedding in Georgia, so a lot of the guys at the wedding were watching the Georgia game (laughs) as a result of it. So (laughs) I wasn't I wasn't able to see the game streaming a a lot, but I was able to every time I went to a table, I saw somebody, some guy there had it on their phone watching the game or was reporting to everybody else in the in the wedding about what was actually going on. I so, love it. I love it was a very interesting, uh, very interesting weekend. So I did get to see a good, a good bit of it. Um, what I will yeah. say, what I will say is what was interesting, what was most interesting to me was the Clemson fans that were giving it to Georgia very, very early on and, you know, having as much fun as they possibly could at the expense of Georgia for Clemson to only score three points in the entire game. The look on Dabble <laughs> Sweeney's face at the end of that game was absolutely priceless. Wonderful. It was great. It was great. So, um, yeah, it was good to see Clemson, you know, get get taken down, get get taken down a peg. Now I'm just waiting for Alabama to get it next. All right. And but that's it. That's it for me. So, okay. uh, Ant, you got any college games you want to you want to you want to touch on, or or, or you you ready to roll to the NFL? And I, I know you're itching to start talking about the Jets. What's up? Did you well, watch no, Texas or Oklahoma play? I do want to see Clemson versus Georgia because the thing is, I want to see Andrew Booth. It just for me when I look at college games, I'm just looking at certain players because I'm just looking at see how they actually um gonna be in the NFL type of thing. Like I said, I'm gonna be looking at Andrew Booth Jr. He's he he basically plays for Clemson, the cornerback yeah. over there. So yes. I just want to see how he does. Well, definitely gonna be a top pick. And of course, I'm thinking about my Jets because I'm selfish, and my Jets suck at a cornerback. Well, <laughs> well, you can watch you can watch the replay of that game. I don't know how well he played. He played okay, he considering play. that Georgia only scored ten points. Yeah, right. Like they won the game ten to three, so it wasn't exactly yeah. a barn burner. Yeah, Georgia may have a trouble finding their offense, but JT Daniels clearly he was the better QB because he did score. He did lead them to a touchdown. Well, I mean, and we said last week during our preview for the game, we said that you know. Clemson has a really good run defense and that's exactly that's that's the way yeah. Georgia likes to likes to play football so you know I think anybody that was kind of paying attention to to us or or anybody else that was you know checking for this game for the last six years of guessed, Kirby Smart could have guessed that this was going to be a low, low scoring game um, between two teams that you know for lack of a better term we were just going to you know beat the hell out of each other on the, on the front line and um whoever was bigger and stronger and got, got across that end zone the first time was going to win the game. It, it, it kind of, the game went the way I expected it to go uh-huh. without, since there's no, since there's no more Trevor Lawrence in uh, Clemson. Um, and so I wasn't surprised by the outcome. Uh, I was just more happy with, you know, Clemson being knocked down. I, I, it was, unfortunately it had to happen to be Georgia doing it. Cause I don't, I'm not a fan of Georgia either, but whatever. Wow. Just, just so everybody, uh, well, I won't, don't start saying that in about a month or two. No, I'm moving to Georgia. Anybody that's listening to this, I'm moving to Georgia. Not a fan of Georgia Georgia football. So don't guess be what? Out there with all your LSU. <laughs> you, can at, you can at me if you want to. It's perfectly fine. Georgia Georgia is still open carry state, so you can at me. Go ahead. Go ahead. Wow. I love it. Love to see it. All right, folks. You hey. have a lot of people ready to argue with you on this. Ah, uh, that's fine. That's fine. It's football. It's all love. Yeah, and oh, one, uh, I guess, Lant, you, you're not paying attention to anything to Texas now? Texas, Arkansas, nothing? No? Um, Oops. Don't care? 
All right. I kind of do, but um, moving on. UTSA won, so University of Texas, you know, UT, the Longhorns, they're back. I should start be paying attention to this. All right. Don't worry. I'll get it. No one cares. They expect them to win. If they don't, everybody's going to be down there crying. So you'll know. You'll you'll hear it. I definitely know. I just got to step outside my door and I'll hear it. UTSA surprised somebody. So they actually started off the game with a started with the season with a win. I forgot who they beat, but they weren't supposed to beat that team. That's all I know. They beat a power five team. I can't remember who. They weren't very good though, but they won. So shout out to San Antonio. They was pumping them up on the news. I know that. The Roadrunners. Terrible team name, though. I gotta be honest. That's that's a shit team, man. The Roadrunners. The Roadrunners in San Antonio. They're not native to San Antonio. I don't, they don't, mm. They're not native to Texas, are they? I don't, think, I, don't think, I don't know if they are. They should call them the UTSA Anvils. Yeah. <laughs> I, think every, I think every team in San Antonio should be renamed after Greg Popovich. Just call them the Popoviches. And then we, then we, then we, then we <laughs> San Antonio Greg's, <laughs> the, the, the Coach Pops, like whatever you want to call them. All Popovich right. is king. All right, so let's roll into the NFL week one um and let's get into all these picks we got 16 games to cover guys so we really need to uh to get on the ball here and try to try to try not to make the show a two-hour uh slugfest so wow starting off we have the dallas cowboys going to the tampa bay buccaneers the defending super bowl champion buccaneers tampa is favored by eight and a half the over under is 51.5 tampa is minus 400 on the money line with Dallas being plus 320 on the money line. And again, all of these 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 uh, lines, depending upon where you're betting, may change, uh, you know, depending on, you know, what what scoreboard you're using. Um, Ace, do we want to call out what what uh, what site we use to, to pull these to pull these numbers in? No, not not until they start paying us. All right, cool. I'm not saying I'm not mentioning it. All right. <laughs> if you listen, listen to us before, like, seriously, they like. I don't even think this site has a podcast. And if they do, they're doing a terrible job because more people listen to us than to them. So how about that? All right. That's cool. All right. So we're not going to, we're not going to mention the site that we get it from, but we get it from a very, we get our launch from a very reputable site. Uh, And so again, Tampa Bay minus eight and a half ace. I'm going to start with you. Who are you picking? And Um, why? I am going to be picking the Dallas Cowboys because that's too many points. I understand that they're going to Tampa. Um, Tampa's a year older. Um, the Cowboys are going to be missing their starting center. Yes, that is true. They do have Dak Prescott. The first four weeks of the game season last year, he was playing lights out. I don't see any reason why he wouldn't again. Um, they have all their left. They have their, everybody else in the offensive line is back. So they're going to be able to stop the pass rush. Um, they actually have a very good defense. They have Jalen Brown. They have their star linebacker back. They have Demarcus, Marcus Lawrence, Jesus. They have, I believe it's Dexter Lawrence. I've been watching uh, Hard Knocks. Yeah. I'm a little bit hyped. Yeah, Dexter Lawrence. Dexter Lawrence. He's one of the best uh, defensive ends in the game. I don't see Tampa. I see Tampa winning. I just don't see them beating them by 10 points. I'm just, I'm sorry. And the fact that the over-under for this is 51 and a half, that also seems kind of high. I feel like it's going to be way lower than that. Um, I know Arians likes to throw the ball, but. I don't see Tampa having much of a running game and Zeke is going to come out and show something. He's going to show why they're still paying him and he's very much in his prime. So I think the Cowboys lose by a touchdown. It's going to be close, but Cowboys give me the points. And you're taking the under I hear. Cowboys in the under. All right. And it's up on you. Um, I'm taking the, the Buccaneers in the over on this one. The reason is because it's um, the guard 
is not a center. The guard, Zach Martin, is going to be out. <laughs> and he's quite, they've been they've been toting him as the best player on their team. So quite, without him blocking, quite, kind of get flashbacks. Remember what happened to um, Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl? Yes, but his he he had lost his three starting offensive linemen. No, this might actually happen a little bit to um quite quite to Dak Prescott, and I don't think quite going to have. You're not going to have um, Zeke Elliott back there blocking all day because, he, you know, he can't be blocking it all day. He might do a little chip here with whatever, and then you're going to have quite Dak running for his life. But anyway, I actually had the points of um, I'm going for the over. I have a 35 to 21 for the um, Tampa Bay to win this. So wow. you have Tampa Bay and the over. Yep. All right. Um, I will also. This is a Sunday night game, right? No, this is Thursday night. This is tomorrow night. Thursday night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I will also roll with Tampa Bay in the over uh, here. I think the, the interesting thing here is, is well, it's twofold. One, uh, Dallas is, you know, clearly they, they're going to want to um, <clears throat> establish the run and, and you know, hopefully and lean on Ezekiel Elliott a lot more than they did. This, uh, the, the problem is Tampa Bay is literally the worst team to try to do that against. Um, Tampa Bay last year gave up an average of 82 yards per game. They were first in the NFL in rushing defense um, at 82.7 yards per game. They have been tops in the NFL in rushing defense over the last two and a half years. Um, And so that's not an anomaly. And again, the fact that they are, you know, returning all of their starters from last year, all 22 guys are are back uh, in effect. Um, the expectation is, though, although probably, in my opinion, I, I think the, the ceiling for Tampa Bay is pretty low, given that they're, you know, we've got a whole year of tape on them. Uh, I think the floor is actually really high, given that there's just plenty of familiarity within that defense. So I expect Tampa Bay to come out, uh, hold fort. Again, it's their home opener coming off of their, uh, their Super Bowl run. Um, and so I expect them to win the game. I believe um, Super Bowl champions are are. I think like they're seven and zero in their last, uh, you know, as the first game of the year, um, and so just thinking about the spread from that perspective, I think an eight and a half point so spread. So the last is team be... to lose would have been the Pats in two thousand thirteen. Yeah, it, it's it's I can't remember what the what the, the number Giants. was. It was there was there was a stat about it um, right. that that I remember seeing some time ago. So you know, but you know, suffice it to say. Super Bowl champions are typically winning this game, um, this Thursday night opener. Um, and then a team that's bringing back all 22, 22 of their starters probably has a leg up on everybody else because they didn't have to learn anything new this year. They just had to implement, uh, you know, any any wrinkles into their system that they needed to do. Uh, so expect, I actually, if, if this is a fantasy game for you guys, um, I mean, I don't see how you're getting away from starting Ezekiel Elliott, but don't expect too much out of him. I think this is a game where Dak throws a throws a pretty good amount tampa bay does have some injuries in the secondary um so that may help out uh from that perspective but i'm looking at a similar score to what anthony mentioned 35 21 something along those lines uh so give me tampa and the over all right shifting over to the next game uh to our sunday uh slate jacksonville jaguars are going up against the houston texans this is probably the first and only game this year where jacksonville is going to be well maybe when they when they play houston again jacksonville is a favorite on the road mm-hmm. uh, so this is probably the first game they're going to be a favorite on the road i will say that because they got a quarterback um, they got their quarterback now it's trevor lawrence 
and Houston does not have their quarterback. They have a quarterback in Tyrod Taylor, um, but they don't have their quarterback in Deshaun Watson. He is an inactive scratch. Uh, and so, Ant, I'm going to start with you. Jacksonville in Houston, they are a three-point favorite. Uh, over-under is 45 and a half. Where are you rolling here? Well, I'm going with the Jacksonville on this, and I'm going with the, um, you said three-point favorite? Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to go with the points on this one, but I actually had it written down in 14 to 10. For Jacksonville on this one, the reason why is because I don't trust Houston. Houston's basically been having a fire sale. They actually traded off their cornerback this week, one of their cornerbacks to the Saints, I believe. And I think they're really just going to be tanking, even though even though the coaching and the players are not going to be tanking. Um, it's going to be the GM that's be that's basically tanking here. And I don't see them doing anything with Tower Taylor. I'm sorry, I don't really believe in him that much. He's a placeholder, but. This team is not that talented, so I'm going to go with Jacksonville and just take the points on that. So Jacksonville and the under for you, 14-10 is 24. Uh, you guys doing the math at home, 14-10 is, is 24, and the over-under is 45 and a half, so take the under here, according to Ant. Ace, it's on you. Um, Jacksonville, Houston, where are you, where, you, where are you leaning? Jacksonville has an offense. They're playing in Houston. I believe Houston's a dome stadium. Is that correct? Or am I tripping? Uh, that it is, yes. Okay, the, stadium, yep. There's thunderstorms, so that's not going to make a difference. Jacksonville's going to be able to throw the ball. Um, DJ Shark Jr. is healthy. James Robinson is healthy. The Jacksonville Jaguars offense is healthy. Houston's in trouble because I have no idea who's on their defense. I don't believe they have any of their quality defensive starters from two years ago. Houston is going to lose this game by, if this was an eight-point spread, I wouldn't be surprised. Surprised they're not bigger home dogs. Um, give me Jacksonville in the over. Jacksonville could drop 30 on them. They might give up 30, but they're going to score 40. So give me the Jags and the over. You know, I, I think it's interesting this being this is the first game for Trevor Lawrence, and he's getting probably the easiest matchup that he can possibly ask for uh, in Seriously. this game. Um, and yeah, I mean, Houston's playing for, you know, the number one pick, I guess, um, next year. And they're, they're you know, really just not you know in any any in any good good strengths here um most the biggest story in houston is where they eventually go into i'm training Deshaun watson to um that's the biggest story that anybody can have coming out of houston and, uh, and it sucks because you know they just got they got a new head coach um who's you know obviously you know in a little bit deep here and dealing with a really you know just a really weird and, and tumultuous situation there um, and with Jacksonville coming in with the offense that they have, uh, again, this is Urban Meyer's first uh, first game as a head coach. This is Trevor Lawrence's first game as the quarterback. Um, they've got a revamped receiving group uh, with Marvin Jones coming in there. Uh, Ace, you mentioned DJ Chark. I really like, from a fantasy perspective, I really like LaVisca Chenault Jr. and what he's been doing in that offense, kind of like the gadget, gadget plays that he's been running. So, um, you know, I expect to see some good games out of some good games out of him uh, at least this week, and so I'm pretty sure this is the first time on this show that we've done it. But we're going clean sweep, Jacksonville, uh, and I'm gonna take the over as well here. Um, so Jacksonville in the over, and I'm gonna make Jacksonville my first best bet of the week. Week one uh, will be the Jacksonville Jaguars covering a three point spread in Houston. Uh, book it for me. All right. All right. So moving on, Los Angeles Chargers going to Washington to 
to face the Washington football team. Now, again, this is an interesting matchup, in my opinion, because Washington is a division winner. They won the division last last season um, and they are hosting a Charger team that was not in the playoffs and was not a division winner. And yet they are the underdogs here. They're a one point dog. They're getting one point at home against the Chargers. And I'm not entirely sure why. Um, so I'm going to start out here. Um, the over-under is 44 and a half. Uh, so expect this thing, you know, Vegas clearly expects this to be one of the lower scoring games of this, of the week. Um, I kind of, I tend to agree with that. I'm going to take Washington here at home to hold, hold, hold it down. That defense in Washington is sick. Um, you know, Chase Young, um, Montez Sweat, uh, and, and, and the rest of the guys, the rest of the guys along that, that front seven is dangerous. Um, and I think anytime you give a home dog like Washington, um, you know, giving give them, giving them a point, uh, to me, it just makes sense to, to stick with them. Ryan Fitzpatrick's usually good in the early parts of the season. So expect him to have a decent game and the chargers are, um, you know, welcoming in a new coach. Uh, obviously Justin Herbert is a good quarterback and, you know, had a, had a really, you know, great monumental rookie season. I expect him to take a, take a bit of a step back in his second year. Um, but this is a really tough matchup for any charge, any of the Chargers team, uh, a charge team coming into Washington. So give me Washington. I will take the one point and I'll take the under on this. Uh, Ace, we'll come over to you. All right. Um, I'm going the opposite way. 17 year pro Ryan Fitzpatrick. It doesn't really. I have no faith. It doesn't make any sense why he's starting for this team after the way Heineke played last year. Shows how little faith they have in their QBs. Um, I can't name one wide receiver on the Washington football team who I would want on my fantasy team. So if I can't do that, and I know he's playing in a pretty weak football division defensively, why would I pick against? Why would I pick them to even cover against a team that surprised everybody and played really above their heads? That's a pretty quality defense. Still has um, Joey Bosa. And I'm going to take the Chargers here. I think they have a better team overall, just better total team talent and a better quarterback, definitely. So it's not that I'm blown away by the Chargers' talent. They're just a little bit better than Washington, and I think they're going to get it done. All right, Ant, it's on you. Well, I'm taking Washington as well. I'm taking Washington. I'm taking them the over. I have them on my sheet as Washington winning 30 to 23 on this one. Fitzmatrick, Fitz. Fitzpatrick in the beginning is basically like an MVP in the, be in the beginning of the season. This guy quite just goes crazy. You, you think he's one of the top five quarterbacks in the NFL until he actually falls off and he becomes fixed tragic later on. But I really see him actually actually doing his thing in this one. And I, just give me the um, Washington on this one. Hey, so you taking the over or the under here on the game? Just want to oh, make sure I get you um, picking. That's a very good point. Give me the over. I think they're going to barely hit over. They're going to hit 46 combined points. All this right. is going to be, yeah, 24 to 21. All right. 21-22. And, and you mentioned the fantasy perspective. I will say on the Washington side of, side of things, um, Terry, Terry McLaurin had a very good season last year as a rookie out of, out of Ohio State. Um, and Ryan Fitzpatrick is known for leaning on his, uh, number one receiver, whomever that happens to be, uh, pretty heavily. So expect him to be, uh, involved in the passing game, uh, moved around on the, moved around in the formation and getting, uh, a good amount of work 
if not against uh, LA, but definitely during the course of the season. All okay. right, moving on. Seattle Seahawks are going to the Indianapolis Colts to play against Carson Wentz and uh, the squad over there. Yes, Wentz, it looks like Wentz is going to be the uh, week one starter, despite uh, his injury, uh, <clears throat> the injury to his foot that kept him out of the entire preseason. Um, also looks like they're getting back uh, all pro guard Quentin Nelson. Uh, and so this team is, for lack of a better term, uh, healthy um, going into this first week of the season. Um, and they need it because they're playing against a very, very good Seattle team who comes in as a road favorite. Spread right now is two and a half in favor of Seattle. Um, over under is 50. So Ace, we'll start again with you. Back, back up at the top, Seattle, Russell Wilson and the boys going to Indianapolis. Who do you got? Give me Magic Russ, as I like to call him. He will make a play. He will make it happen. The Colts have a really good defense. They got really good linebackers. Um, they got a pretty good secondary. But Seattle Seahawks, they've tried to cater to Russ and what he wants to do, so they're not just going to run the ball a million times a game. Rashad Penny's healthy. He's their second back. Chris Carson is healthy. He's their lead back. And as far as I'm concerned, as long as they still have um, – dude from last year who was chasing everybody down who made that one amazing play that game in arizona can't believe i'm getting his name right now dk dk metcalf um yeah i uh i have a lot of faith in them so give me the seahawks i don't have much faith in having the last time seeing wensylvania played being now he's in wensanapolis so i'm going with seattle and the under 50 is kind of high for an over under for this one all right, and it's on you, Seattle, Indianapolis. Who you got? Yeah, I got Seattle on the under as well. I got it 28 to 21 um, for Seattle. They were quite, Russell Wilson got his left tackle back, so he should be a little bit happy and stuff like that. But this is going to be a good – this is definitely going to be a good game. Can't be really sleeping on Indianapolis. They can actually end up being in the playoffs this year as well. So you can't just overlook them like that. But like I said, give me Seattle and the under in this one. Um, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to take Indianapolis, um, at home, uh, against, against Seattle. Um, look, Seattle, Seattle's a very good team. Um, and they're likely going to be in, in the hunt for the playoffs. Um, but I, I just feel like, you know, this team has a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of, a lot of warts, a lot of holes still, uh, to fill and they're, they don't, they don't want to give up a, a lead. Um, they don't want to give this, give up a win in a situation with that, that division. So I don't know that Seattle loses the game. I just think that Indianapolis is going to keep it really, really close. And maybe it's a field goal game at the end. Um, something like 27, 25, something like that. Um, and so I'm going to take Indianapolis and, uh, I will take the over here. Um, hopefully, you know, if, if Wentz is what he was with Frank Reich, you know, in, in Philadelphia, this is the start of something good um, for that team. So I'm going to take Indianapolis and the over at home. All right. Carolina is hosting Ants New York Jets. Uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disrespect them and call them the New Jersey Jets the way Ace do does. Later. I'm going to call them the New York Jets. That's where they represent. That's where they're, they're trying to represent at least. And they're going against Carolina. And this is the battle of the quarterbacks of Jets quarterbacks, basically. Carolina has last year's Jets quarterback, um, Mr. Mono himself, Sam Darnold, and he is facing this year's Jets quarterback, newly acquired 
Zach Wilson, the number two overall pick uh, in this year's draft. I know Ed is very, very excited for this game, but the Carolina Panthers are favored by five at home. Uh, Over-under is 44. So again, this is one of the lower scoring games from a prediction perspective from Vegas. And we start with you, of course. This is your squad. Jets, Panthers, who you got? Well, to be surprised, I wouldn't – I would, a fan of me wanted to pick the Jets, but as far as it goes here, I'm going to actually pick the Panthers to win this. And I'm going to have the Panthers winning 30-27. to 27. I got them in the under in this one. What is the under, right? I believe it's under. The under uh, – the over-under is 44. The Panthers are five-point favorites. If you have 30-27, 30, 30 you're actually picking the Jets. Yeah, I'm picking – yeah, I'm picking – yeah. <laughs> as, far as, for betting, uh, as far as for betting is concerned, I'm picking the Jets on this one, but I had the Panthers winning their 30 to 27 on this one. The reason why is because the Jets have a young, young, young team, even especially in the secondary and stuff like that. They have a young team. The linebackers, they have is very young. The only person that is actually have some type of um CR there is CJ Mosley. They they quite the defense is mostly built on the defensive line. But we're going to be surprised. We're going to see Zach Wilson actually start his campaign to be rookie of the year, offensive rookie of the year. And this one, I'm calling it right now. All right. Uh, I'll go next uh, here. Uh, this is the return of Christian McCaffrey. I mean, Christian McCaffrey was out for the entire season last year, you know, most of the season last year. He started the season off pretty, pretty hot got hurt, uh, came back towards the middle of the season, got hurt again, and then did not come back uh, for the rest of the year. Um, Carolina's was a borderline playoff team last year. Um, if they, if, if, you know, things had gone one way or the other for them, uh, Teddy Bridgewater would have had this team in the playoffs. And so the expectation is that obviously Sam Darnold is an upgrade to Teddy Bridgewater. We'll see what that, we'll see how that looks. Um, Carolina also, you know, uh, you know, has a pretty good defense, pretty solid defense uh, so far. So I expect them to get a win here uh, somewhere on the lines of about, you know, 28, 14. I think it'll be tough going in for your quarterback, uh, at least in the early in the early stages, just as he gets uh, accustomed to, you know, playing NFL speed uh, type of football. Um, and honestly speaking, if, you know, if to me, the, the biggest challenge for the Jets is going to be, um, what are they going to do with the running game? How are they going to establish a running game with, um, with the backs that they have? Uh, who's it going to be? Is it going to be Tevin Coleman? Is it going to be Carter? Um, you know, who's going to be the running back to, to really, you know, hold, hold, hold down that offense and give Zach Wilson, put Zach Wilson in good third down situations. So I don't see that happening just yet. So I'm going to take Carolina and the under in this game. Just um, before Ace goes, I just wanted to say on that part, they're they going to be running the same type of thing like 49, so it's going to be like a three-running back type of system. And I did forget to um, mention that Carolina, I believe, is going to be missing two of their offensive linemen, too. I believe it's due to COVID or something like that. But anyway. These COVID restrictions, man. It's going to affect the season again this year. All right. Not as much. Maybe not as much, but we'll see. Ace, what about you? What's, what's your, what's your um, thoughts on I'm glad Ant took the Jets so that I could take the Panthers. Not just to disagree with him, but just based on the fact that Christian McCaffrey is healthy, Robbie Anderson is healthy, uh, DJ Moore is healthy, and they actually have a tight end. Last year, played pretty well back with the team again. And I'd like to point out this little fact from the Jets that I got from Pro Football Focus. The Jets have nobody at cornerback that was drafted higher than the fifth round. Yeah, it's all a bunch of rookies. 
No, no, no. That that was higher drafted higher than the fifth round. Meaning they don't have I a know. first round pick, a second round pick, a third round pick, a fourth round pick. These yeah, are all fifth of, round picks. Yeah, fifth round pick know. that nobody knows about. You'll see what happens. So that's how that's, Seattle was built. Remember that? Can I finish? 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 Thank you. <laughs> team, you know, feel a little hurt there. I'd like. I hear what you're saying, but you know, even you thought they were going to lose. You just didn't think they were going to keep it close enough. I don't think they're going to keep it close enough because the cornerback is going to make one too many mistakes. They're going to run the clock and they're going to run out the ball and they're going to give Zach Wilson's not going to get knocked around. He's, you know, he may be a little nervous, but Carolina has a good young pass rusher. But Carolina, if Darnold is worth his salt as a QB, he should be able to complete enough passes to get this win. And I think winning by a touchdown is just enough or two field goals, if you want to put it that way. So I'm going to take Carolina and mainly because they're at home as well. That should really give him a boost. And the uh, and the under. All right. Moving on, we have the Minnesota Vikings going to Cincinnati to host the to against the Bengals. They are three point favorites in this game. Uh, the Bengals are returning their you know last year's number one overall pick, Joe Burrow, and adding in uh, their new uh, acquisition, Jamar Chase, who comes over from LSU from having last played with Joe Burrow. Uh, since he sat out the 2020 uh, college football season. Um, <clears throat> Cincinnati returns, you know, a, a fair amount of their starters. Their biggest loss, I would say, is probably the running back Giovanni Bernard, uh, who, you know, defected to Tampa Bay, decided to take his talents, take his talents over there with, to Brady and the crew. Um, he was a long-term, long, long-time Bengal, um, you know, from really from the start of his career. And so it's the Joe Mixon show uh, all the way now, now uh, both as the runner and, and, a, and a receiving option. Um, so let's see what, what Cincinnati can do this year. Uh, they're obviously, you know, appear to be, you know, identified as being fourth in this division. So we'll see what they actually can, can take care of. I'll start out with this game. I'm going to take Minnesota um, to, to cover the three points here. Uh, over under is 47 and a half. I'm going to hit the, I'm going to hit the over on this one. Uh, Minnesota's actually got a pretty good defense and should should be able to hold 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 the fort down a little bit there um but the most important thing here is dalvin cook and the minnesota vikings offense uh is is, is looking to be high powered once again and put some points on the board so cincinnati's going to need to score a good amount to stick with them and i don't think they will they'll be able to do it at least not at least not 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 uh at the beginning of this season so i'm gonna take minnesota i'll give the three points and i'll take the over here uh, at 47 and a half uh ace it's on you all right i will take minnesota because of the defense and because of cincinnati's lack of defense they were one of the worst defenses in the league last year so just based off of that who can stop the other team more the vikings have a better shot at doing that even though it's on the road mike zimmer has actually gotten his team into the playoffs five of the seven years that he's been coaching and he has two wins so being as a more experienced team a little bit more veteran team and the Bengals are still very young on offense and on defense. Uh, Zach Thomas doesn't seem to know what he's doing as a head coach. I thought it was a bad hire, and I still believe that. I'm taking the Vikings to win, and I'm taking the Vikings and the over. I have this game 35-14 Vikings. All right. Ant, it's on you. I'm taking the Vikings as well, but I'm taking the Vikings in the under. I got them winning this as far as what was the spread on this? Spread here is uh, three. Three. 
Yeah, so I got I got Vikings and definitely didn't have Vikings in the under in this one. I didn't have a score in this one for some reason. I forgot to write this down, so I'm not even going to go with that. Going to that, but as far as for the Bengals concerned, they should have drafted an offensive line instead of they decided to draft the quarterback's um buddy. For, so you know they're going to kind of feel it on this one. But like I said, I got the Vikings on this one in the under. Yeah, returning Joe Joe Burrow from an ACL injury and not not electing to protect him with the with one of the you know the top level offensive tackles that were available in the draft may uh, end up being a uh, end up coming back to bite them later on. Um, hopefully, he's able to stay stay upright, stay healthy throughout the season because he was playing pretty good uh, in his rookie year, uh, was showing some signs of being worth the the draft pick. So hopefully, he's able to bounce back. All yeah, right. Fun fact, so, uh, fun fact too: the Bengals did lose um, Carl Lawson as well. I'm just gonna have to toss that in there. Yes, that is true. All right, on to the next game. Tennessee Titans are hosting the Arizona Cardinals. Tennessee is a three point favorite here, over under of 52. Um, this looks to be a high scoring game. Um, both teams are it can can get up there in their 30s pretty pretty quickly on you. Uh, Tennessee is retooled, revamped, and ready ready to make another run at the AFC. Uh, at both the AFC, they're they're you know crushing their AFC uh, South division, but also you know getting getting themselves back into the championship picture. Uh, meanwhile, Arizona is in, in probably what most what most people would call the toughest division in football, and trying to figure out their way through the NFC West. So again, Tennessee hosting Arizona. Three-point favorites over under 52. Ace, what do you got? Um, I have Tennessee. Tennessee lost uh, their longtime corner and team captain, Patrick. Um, not Patrick Buchanan. Good Lord. He's in Minnesota now. <laughs> Everybody in Arizona knows who I'm talking about. Their secondary is worse in Arizona. Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson. Thank you. Tennessee has Julio Jones. Tennessee has A.J. Brown. Tennessee has a better offense. They have a better defense. Overall, a better team, and they're at home. I'm going to take the under, and I'm going to take Tennessee. They have a little bit better arm in terms of quarterback. I don't, you know, I'm not trying to root against the little guy or the guy who's probably my height playing quarterback for Arizona, but I just don't have much faith in them, and I really don't have much faith in that coach trying to coach a defense. So go Titans. Yeah, Kyler Murray's actually shorter than you. I think he's 5'8". So, are you serious? Uh, yeah, he's five eight. Oh, um, the Titans are now my lock of the week. <laughs> <laughs> just, from, just from height alone. All right, and it's yeah. on you. All right, so um, I'm gonna go with Tennessee as well. Um, this is supposed to be the year where Coach Kings Kingsbury and Tyler Murray is basically on the hot seat or whatever. Yeah, I don't think they could even make it out of the division in the playoffs in this one. But I got um, the Titan. I got sorry. Yeah, I got Tennessee in the over on this one. I got a 31-28 on this one. It's going to be a 59 points altogether on this one. But I'm definitely going to have them winning this game. Oh, this is going to be my lock of the week. I need to start doing that. I think it's interesting that Tennessee is is um, is is being hit so so heavily here. And, and, you know, as, as the favorite here, I mean, the, the interesting thing is, I mean, I'm taking Tennessee too, but the interesting thing is like Arizona was a, Arizona was a, a sneaky, you know, explosive offensive team. Um, mostly they at home. At, they did add JJ Watt and Isaiah Simmons on defense. Yeah. So I'll give them that. I think he was figuring out their little gimmicky offense. 
Yeah, I mean, they, they again, they were sneaky explosive, but mostly at home. On the road, they did not fare well. Kyler Murray did not um, do well on the road. Um, and, and again, I, I just, I'm kind of with you, Ace. I, I kind of feel like a quarterback that that's, that's, that's that short and has that many issues seeing the passing lanes. It's just been a problem for a long time. Uh, I actually think this, this, this line is a, a bit low. Um, I would have taken Tennessee at five. And so because of that, they're going to be my best bet number two of this week uh, as well, locking it in with the two of you. So, all right, it's moving on. We got San Francisco going to the Detroit Lions. Detroit is a seven and a half point underdog at home. Uh, the over-under on this game is 45. So um, I will start here. Obviously, I am the resident Detroit Lions fan in the room. Um, and so I'll start here and I will take surprisingly, I will take Detroit here to cover the seven and a half points. Um, I don't really have a great reason why I'm, why I'm, why I'm making this pick. Um, aside from the fact that I feel like, I feel like the one thing that Detroit is going to be, um, good at is, uh, you know, staying competitive and keeping the game at a relatively close, uh, point. Uh, the defense is to me, uh, relatively underrated. Um, there's been a lot of chatter about how bad the defense looked in the preseason. And granted, they did look pretty bad in the preseason, but um, they weren't playing any of their starters in any of the preseason games. I think it's going to be tough sledding for this team to find wins. And so I don't think they will win the game, but I think they'll keep the seven and a half points uh, relatively close. And so um, I would take the Detroit Lions to cover um, and I'll take the under on this game just because I feel like neither team is going to put up a bunch of points here uh on on a side note I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably an average an average to below average quarterback and probably loses his his starting job to Trey Lance at some point in time midseason um but I feel like at least for at least for the for the short term uh San Francisco's rushing offense and the return of their defensive players is going to give them the, give them the edge here. So I'll take Detroit to cover uh, and give me the seven and a half points and I will take the under for the score. Uh, Ace on you. All right. I think this is kind of, I'm glad you know your pick isn't defensible and I'm glad you led with that. Um, give me the Niners. <laughs> the Lions have the lowest win percentage of seven of a 17 game season. Um, they might set a record for probably worst scoring defense ever in the history of the NFL because they have that extra game to get scored on more to give up a few more points. Um, I'm taking the Niners here. All their running backs are healthy. Trey Sermon looks good. Raheem Mostert looks good. And the guy who is their starter looks good. George Kittle is healthy. Um, everybody's expecting Debo Samuel to take a step forward. He's our number one receiver as, um, the other gentleman has moved on to Chicago Bears. Give me the Niners. I believe in Kyle Shanahan. I believe in Trey Lance. And I even believe in Jimmy Garoppolo against bad teams. So, yeah, they're going to win in the Dome, and they're going to win by a lot. Give me the Niners in the over. Second lock of the week. All right, Ant's on you. All right, also give me the Niners on this one. I'm taking the over on this one for the Niners, but – I, I can actually, just to let you guys know, even though Jimmy Garoppolo's like, eh, whatever, I can see Trey Lance popping up in a couple of special plays and stuff like that during this, if he's actually healthy, ready to play and stuff like that. But I have the score as 31-27 on this one. So, but definitely give me the 49ers on this one. Yeah, I, I actually can see the Lions pulling some little tricks out the bags too. 
Did you well, see again, if you if thirty one twenty seven, no, 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 thirty one twenty seven, then you do have Detroit covering the seven and a half. But um, I, I, I honestly. <laughs> I don't see how Detroit scores as many points. I think they, I honestly think they need to keep, they need to keep this game close. They need to keep this game low scoring and close. And that's probably what they're going to try to do. Both teams. I mean, the thing about it is, and the reason why I did, I did lean, I'm leaning Detroit here is both teams seem adamant about wanting to run the football and play a, play a, you know, low scoring, close to the vest uh, running style. Um, and they're probably not going to neither quarterback, neither Garoppolo nor Goff appear to be the types to air it out and really try to get the, get the, get the points up. So I, I expect this game to, to hover somewhere around the twenties and that's why I'm keeping it. That's why I'm picking Detroit to cover the spread. San Francisco was a top 10 defense last year. You do realize that, right? I'm not what? saying that they're going to win the game ace. I'm oh, okay. saying they're going to lose the game, but they're, but they're going to try to keep it close. That's going to be a game plan. The lines okay. might surprise, the lines might surprise everybody, you know, bite them in the kneecaps type of stuff, you know, and you know, pull it off. Is Dan Campbell uh, uh, was he a defensive coordinator before he got this job? Yeah. No. Oh, I thought he was a, no. I no. He, he was, was an offensive coach. coordinator. No, he wasn't. He was assistant head coach. Um. So he didn't. Oh. He didn't. He didn't run either side. He was an assistant head coach for Sean Payton. Who's your OC? Uh, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn. Okay, I have a little yeah. bit of faith in the offense. All right. Um, and Aaron's former, I mean, Anthony's former, uh, cornerback, Aaron Glenn is the new, is the DC first, uh, first year defensive coordinator, uh, for, for the Lions. So it's a very interesting group of coaches. I, I do have a lot of faith in the coaching staff here in, um, in Detroit. Uh, and I hope that they're able to stick around long enough to, to get some, uh, to get some traction and get some things done there. Cause a lot of a lot of former players whom I'm very familiar with, uh, having watched them and watched them play before, but also guys who have had some pretty good uh, coaching, um, some pretty good success coaching uh, in different stops across the NFL. So uh, I'm pulling for them from from that perspective. I just think they need the talent to start actually competing um, with the with the rest of the league. All right, moving on. I don't want to stick, stay too long on that team. Uh, moving on, we got the Buffalo Bills hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Buffalo is a six and a half point favorite. The over under on this game is 48 and a half. Um, and it's time to talk about your second favorite team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. What do you uh, got? Buffalo, I, let's go. Let's do it. I got, I got Buffalo losing minus 50. <laughs> 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 No, nah, I'm just joking, but um, I do have Buffalo winning this at 28-13. Um, of this uh, Buffalo is being talked about throughout everybody in the major media um thing. You can actually think you, you actually have they actually have them up there with KC right now as far as being a good mm-hmm. Super Bowl contenders and stuff like. That. Buffalo does have a deep, good deep team and they pass a lot. I don't know if they're gonna win the Super Bowl as far as this is concerned because they don't really have a running game. They're more of a pass first type of team, but they, they do, they're running through um, Allen, Josh, Josh Allen all the time. But as far as for this game is concerned, I have them winning 28-13 and see what exactly happens. Cause I do want to see what Najee Harris actually does when he comes in there. That's going to be a little bit of a factor of my future picks on this team, but I want to see how he blends in first in this actual season with, with um, Pittsburgh before I go anywhere more points on them. All right, Ace, what about you? Pittsburgh is replacing Marquise Pouncey. Pittsburgh is replacing another offensive lineman who decided to retire. Ben Roethlisberger is um, me and him were in college at the same time. I'm turning 40 years old in uh, the end of this month, the beginning of October. So um, I just want to say 
the likelihood of the Pittsburgh Steelers winning this game is not high. They could lose this game by a touchdown. They have an elite defense, but so do the Bills. The Bills have something that they don't have, which is an elite offense. Now they have a young running back. Najee Harris is going to be great. The Bills do running back by committee, and both of those guys accounted for, I think, 12 touchdowns combined, so clearly it's working. And Josh Allen can also run. Um, The Bills only have one downside, is that their slot receiver, Cole Beasley, is a nut. Aside from that, I like the Bills. And I mean on on the field as well. Like, he makes dumb plays. Like, he'll get wide open and drop the ball. This ain't about any any of the things that he's tweeted out or said. He just drops open passes. And the Steelers will take advantage of that, and that will kind of kill a drive for the Bills. But um, there's a reason why they're favored by seven points. It's not just hype. It's just the fact of how bad the Steelers looked the last six games of last season. And they may start out okay, but I can't imagine them replacing longtime offensive linemen and having a better O-line against a really good front seven for the Buffalo Bills. Like, real talk, the Bills' strength is in their defensive line, and that affects everything. So give me the Bills and the over. Ooh, I think they it. can I think they can blow them out. Yep, it's a clean sweep for the three of us here. We're going to take Buffalo as well. I'm, I am tempted to make this my third best bet of the week, but I'm not going to uh, Pittsburgh just, you know, you know, they, they can always get a back end cover somewhere and, and, and lose this game by six. So um, I, I, will, I won't go best bet here, but I, I will agree with the two of you that Buffalo is the superior team, um, especially at this point in the season. Uh, Pittsburgh started out 12 and 0 last year uh, for some ungodly reason. Nobody really seems to understand why, how or why that happened, um, but nobody seems to expect them to do it this year. Uh, they're going to start the season one and I mean, 0 and 1. Um, uh, and they'll be leaving Buffalo with a loss. So let's go ahead uh, and, and, and book that in. Uh, and let's, put, let's make that one part of the parlay. I think we can make that one a part of the parlay ace, uh, taking Buffalo. Ben and Roethlisberger uh, is 39 years old. Yeah, well, yeah, that's not going to change anytime soon. Um, so let's go ahead and take Buffalo. And I will take the over here. Uh, I just think that the scoring is going to be it's going to be good for both sides, even though we're playing against two, two good defenses. All right. All right. Philadelphia and the Atlanta Falcons. Atlanta is hosting this game and they are giving three points. The over under is 48. Uh, it's the start of a new season for quarterback Jalen Hurts uh, of the Philadelphia Eagles. He now has you know, full reins as the number one starting quarterback uh, on this team. Um, the rest of the Eagles offensive talent does not not there's not much to speak about there but uh you know Hertz did show a lot of uh, a lot of good good things in his rookie season and looks to capitalize on that um meanwhile Atlanta has moved on from the Julio Jones era Matt Ryan is still around he's still quarterbacking the squad um the squad looks a lot different than it did than it did a year ago and the expectations for this team is lower um than I would say it's been in a, in some time so but Atlanta's favored here, uh, and they're giving three points. Again, over-under is 48 here. So, Ant, we'll start with you. Philadelphia and Atlanta, what do you got? You're muted. I got Atlanta. <laughs> sorry about that. I got Atlanta winning this, and I got them in the over in this one. I, both teams have new head coaches, I believe. But – um. I don't trust Nick Sirianni on this one. He, remind, he gives me that, that Gates vibe type of thing. I, he's a little weird. So I, I don't trust him. I think he's going to ruin his quarterback, unfortunately. I do like um, Jalen Hurts, but I want to see – I'm actually going to see Atlanta quite de- de- basically destroying Philadelphia in this one. 
I don't have a score on this one, but I'm definitely going to have Atlanta and the Overness. Ace. So me. All right. Atlanta's going to Atlanta. Um, I've never seen a team find a way to lose more games than the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, I, I believe they scored. Didn't they? Weren't they up like last season, like 35 to something? And then they found a way yeah. to lose the game. That's how they wound right. up getting their getting their coach fired. That is correct. They, they just found a way to lose games. And who's their new head coach? Arthur Smith, uh, formerly of the Tennessee Titans. Whose like dad was like an offensive coordinator or like a GM or something, right? So his dad got him a job. Yep. Nah, that's nice. But he and still the, knows what he's doing. Come on now. I didn't say he I didn't say he didn't know what he was doing. I said his dad got him the job. Uh the Atlanta Falcons are gonna lose. Jalen Hurts is gonna beat him. The Atlanta Falcons have two good players on defense. Deion Jones is a great linebacker. Grady Jarrett is a really good defensive end. Um, their secondary is pretty bad. Jalen Hurts can throw. He can actually run. Um, he has Devonta Smith. Hopefully he's healthy. And if the other Eagles wide receivers are healthy, they should be okay. They have a pretty good running game. The Eagles should be able to eke out a win. They're getting points on the road in the dome, controlled environment. I think the Eagles are going to be able to just win outright. So give me the Eagles. They are money line underdogs. So I would just bet them on the money line. But I'll take the points if you're going to give them to me. So Eagles and the under. Uh, over under is 48. Make this my uh, third or fourth lock of the week. This will be your third lock behind Tennessee and San Francisco. Yeah. I forgot how many locks a week are we supposed to be doing? Five. Five uh, each week. I need to toss some more in there. Yeah, you only have one right now, Tennessee. All right. Um, I will agree with you on this, Ace. I, I like the Philadelphia Eagles to come in and they're and getting points here against against uh Atlanta. Um the reality situation is I don't think Atlanta's a very good football team right now. Um, they're still fi- <clears throat> figuring out what they're going to be long-term. Um, they're switching over to the Kyle Pitts era, still having Matt Ryan as their starting quarterback here. Uh, the running game doesn't leave much to be desired. Uh, starting running back is going to be Mike Davis coming from Carolina. Um, and there's not much else um, in the coffers for this team. Um, the defense looks to be pretty bad. Um, so I'm not even sure how they're going to generate a lot of points. I think this is a game where Jalen Hurts can have a really big performance uh, in the Dome against Atlanta and come out and look like, at least for a week, he is the right selection to be the starting quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. So for that reason, I'm going to take Philadelphia and the under as well. Who's behind right. him, by the way? Uh, who's behind? Did they, they, they were the ones who traded Hurts. for Gardner Minshew, right? Yep, they did. They, yeah, but I think he is actually the third string, if I'm not mistaken. I can't remember who the second string, second oh. string quarterback okay. is. Um, all right, moving on. We're going to go. Kansas City is hosting the Cleveland Browns. This is a rematch of last year's AFC championship game when Cleveland went into Kansas City and gave them a bit of a scare uh, before losing towards the end of the game. Uh, Kansas City is giving six points here. Over-under is on the high side. It is the highest over-under of the week at 54 and a half. So they expect this game to get pretty, pretty high in the scoring. Uh, and KC is a six-point favorite, uh, 54 and a half point over-under. Ace, start with you. Kansas City, Cleveland, who you got? All right. Um, Kansas, Kansas City doesn't have as good a defense as Cleveland, but their offense is top tier in the league. Kansas City can outscore them. Clyde Hilaire Edwards has to come along, and being as their home, I think they should win this game. 
The only thing I can kind of really think of is the fact that Cleveland really got much better as the season went on. Odo Beckham Jr. is expected to be healthy. Um, they have, I think they have, they have a better group of wide receivers as opposed to just tired, leading on Tyree Hill. Miko Hardman hasn't really proved himself yet, but they do have Travis Kelsey, you know, so he kind of makes up for it in that aspect. Um, this is the toughest game to pick for me for the whole week, but I'm leaning towards the Browns as they are getting six, six and a half, and I think they can keep it close enough even on the road to make this a game. Hopefully they can. I'm going to take the over and the Browns to cover. I'm very All shaky right. on this pick. It's on you. Okay, I'm taking KC, and I'm taking KC in the over on this one. I got it 41 to 35 on this one. It's going to be the highest scoring game of the week, in my opinion. And I've also had this, of course, this is going to be the AFC championship game, in my opinion, as well, in, as far as for 2021 is concerned. This will be the AFC championship game, but we get the preview right now. But like I said, it's going to be KC in the over on this one. Okay. I, I kind of agree with you, Ace. I think this is going to be the toughest game, the toughest game to call. Uh, I am very, very interested in watching this game and seeing where, where, this, uh, where this one lands uh, for both sides. Um, the interesting thing is, like, KC tends to dare teams to try to run against them and actually, you know, and try to, you know, keep the score low uh, where, where they then score fast on the back end. Um, and Cleveland is, is built exactly like that. They're built to run the football. They're built to play slow uh, clock management type, type, of, type of game. But they have definitely have the talent that can get up and down and score with you. So um, I think the big the big interesting thing here is that Cleveland is probably going to have Odell Beckham. What I heard is that Odell Beckham is going to be on a bit of a snap count. He's not going. He's going to be brought along pretty pretty slowly. And because of that, I don't think that Cleveland has enough firepower on the outside to stay with what Kansas City is going to going to do from a uh, from a passing perspective. I expect KC to come out guns blazing and really putting putting the pedal to the metal to try to you know get get Kate get Cleveland out of here and force Baker Mayfield to beat them with his arm um so I'm going to take KC I'm going to take the over as well here uh something along the lines of uh 42 to 28 all right it's moving on Green Bay Packers are going to New Orleans to play against the New Orleans Saints this is the Saints first game in the Jameis Winston era, and they are not surprisingly underdogs here. Uh, Green Bay is favored by four points going into the dome. Um, I will start with this game as New Orleans is typically is, is my second favorite team in, in, in the NFL behind the Detroit Lions. Um, I feel like this is going to be a very, very difficult game to watch if you're a Saints fan. Um, mainly because Aaron Rodgers is Aaron freaking Rodgers. Um, he does this to everybody and, and he's going to do this to the Saints. He's going to come in and carve them up. Um, although I do think this is a very good Saints defense. Uh, I just not sure about where this offense is going to go. Uh, again, no Michael Thomas. The receiving core is um, battling injuries across the board. Obviously, the best player is Alvin Kamara, and I expect him to do well, uh, even against a, a, you know, middle of the road Green Bay Packers defense. But I just don't see the, um, the Saints being able to, you know, manufacture enough points. Uh, this will be a very interesting matchup. I'll take the Packers to cover the four points here. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, this is the game I really, really don't want to see um, myself be, be right about. But I will take them to cover, uh, give, giving the four. And the uh, over-under here is 50, so I will take the under. Uh, Ace on you, Green Bay, New Orleans. 
I'm a Bears fan. Can't stand the Packers. That being said, all their players on offense are healthy. Both of their running backs are healthy. I expect big things out of A.J. Dillon and their starter, who is Aaron Brown? Jones. Something like Jones. That. Aaron Jones. Who cares? I don't want to know his last name. Packers are going to win. Saints defense Damn. is good. They just can't keep up. Kamara's not going to be enough. It's going to be close, but not enough. Packers win in the over. High-scoring game here. Exciting one to watch in the afternoon. And it's on you. Damn, I felt the hate from over here. Woo. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have the Packers winning this, and I had the Packers in the under, have a 24 to 20 on this. Green Bay basically gonna, is Aaron Rodgers' last hurrah. I know y'all guys are gonna hate this. It's gonna be the type of Jordan type of scenario where they basically doing the last dance. Whoa, 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 whoa! Relax. Last dance. Come on now. That's what they basically touting it in the, in, the, in the media. You know, he ain't, he ain't Tom Brady. Come on now. He got he got one ring. But he's making he's making it seem like they making it seem like that. But I can see the Saints actually quite doing some good damage here. This is definitely gonna be a defensive type of game. But like I said, I'm gonna have the Packers winning this 24 to 20. G- give me the Packers on this, and it's gonna be my lock of the week, my second one. I have to start racking these up. So put me down All for right. that. All right, moving on, moving on. We got the Denver Broncos going to New York to face oh, going to New Jersey to face against New York Giants. It will be at MetLife Stadium. They're giving three points to the Giants. Um, I will start here. Well, I'm sorry. Actually, you know what, Ant? I'm going to start with you on this one. The Giants are, again, getting three points, and the over-under here is the lowest over-under of the entire uh, week one slate. It's at 42. Giants, Broncos, who you got? Uh, give me the Broncos and give me the under on this one. I got them winning 21-16. to 16. I don't trust Danny Dimes. I think he's going to be a backup sometime sometime soon in the near future, and the Giants are going to be drafting a quarterback out of next year or the year after. But definitely give me the Broncos. I got a 21-16 on this one. Go Broncos. Right. Ace, it's on you. Broncos oh, that's and, a week, too. Sorry about that. Broncos in the over. The New Jersey Giants just won't stack up. Saquon's still playing for a contract. They exercise the fifth-year option. Giants don't have a good old line. Broncos got a stable quarterback in Teddy Bridgewater. They have pretty good wide receivers, and they finally have their star defense player back, so they're going to win. Von Miller's healthy. Broncos win. Broncos is a clean sweep for us, and I have them as my lock of the week. Look, um, sorry, Giants fans. Daniel Jones stinks. He's, he's just not any good. And the offense, um, although they did give him a lot of weapons, um, to help them out this year, they were, they were a lot of them were injured. Uh, they did not have an opportunity to practice and play together most of the preseason, and so a lot of these guys are coming in uh, their first um, their first season on the Giants, and they have not yet gotten an opportunity to play with Daniel Jones um, and really see you know what they can what he can what he can do for them. Um, so that said, I have a feeling that Denver is going to just pin their ears back and go all out trying to stop Saquon Barkley, put Daniel Jones into bad into bad passing situations. And the one thing he has not yet shown is an ability to protect the football. If he can't do that, the Giants can't win football games. And so I'm going to, again, roll with everybody here, uh, Denver, and I'll take the over. Um, and I'm going to put them in as my third lock of the week. All right. Danny Picks. What's that? Oh, I'm just saying Danny Picks. That's all. Danny Picks. Danny Picks. <laughs> All right, Anthony's third favorite team in the NFL, the New England Patriots, are going to his fourth favorite team in the NFL. Actually, I'm going to flip that. Anthony's fourth favorite team in the NFL, the New England Patriots, 
are hosting his third favorite team in the NFL, the Miami Dolphins. So uh. this is a game that I know Anthony's going to be watching intently. Um, New England is a three-point favorite here. It is the beginning of the Mac Jones era. Mac Jones, full life, Mac Jones. That's what I'm going to say. Mac, Mac Jones is, is now, uh, he, is, he is the gangster, the gangster and the gentleman, Mac Jones. Uh, playing play for the New England Patriots, starting starting the career off. And I'm starting with you here. I, I got to see it. What, what, what are you thinking here? New England, Miami, three points, 43 and a half is the over under. What do you got? And what do you, what do you, where are you leaning? All right, I got Mac Jones, Mac, Mac and Cheese winning against, it's called the tuna over here. Mac and Cheese <laughs> going to win 24 to 14. I got them in, basically in the under and stuff like that. I got New England in the under. I don't trust Tua at all. I think he's another backup soon to be in the NFL. There's a reason why there's rumors of Miami trying to trade for Watson all this time, even for back into the draft that there was rumors of them actually trying to give up at least three first round picks just to get Watson on their team. I don't believe in Tua. And even though there's a hype train right now going on mac and cheese right now, it's going to fall pretty soon in week two. If you guys can Google and see who they face week two, but it's going to fall in week two. But right now, I have them winning right now 24 to 14. And that's going to be my, my fourth lock of the week. Uh, that's your third. You got Green Bay and Tennessee, so it's your third lock so far. Unless you had oh, them. I, I picked the Broncos, too. I had the Broncos. Broncos. All right. So Broncos are your lock. All right. Ace, it's on you. Uh, Miami. New England, what do you got? Go Pats. Um, I got the Patriots winning this one. They're at home. Uh, so I'm not going out to go shopping on Sunday because they've already messed up my drive. Give me the Pats to win. Um, the Dolphins just don't have it together. They have a better team. I like Miles Gaskins. I even like the wide receivers. But everybody from the Patriots is back. They have not come to a contract agreement with their one holdout on the defense. Um, that is going to kind of mess them up. But I think the rest of the defense is healthy and they're ready to play. They don't have Cam. They got Mac. And I think they can get by. And Bill Belichick wouldn't have done that if he thought it would cost them games. So give me the pass at home. For some reason, they always find a beat way to beat the Dolphins. But they will lose come Miami whenever they go down there to play them in like November or January or whenever that is. Give me the Pats. And I'm going to take the over on the 43 and a half. I think they're going to play pretty well. And Mac Jones has had shown some pretty good touch in the deep ball. So give me them. I'll take that. Right. I'll, I'll take the Pats as well. You're locking it in. So this is your fourth lock. I think we're all going to lock this one in, Pats. And uh, I'm going to take the over as well here. Um, not much more to add here. Uh, I think New England just has, um, they have a lot to, to play for. Uh, clearly, they're, this is a divisional game. So they're going to want to win this game to just to maintain um, to maintain some some order in the situation, try to get back to division division victory that they let slip away last year. Um, and you know, I, I never realized it, but Cam spelled backwards is Mac. Mac spelled backwards is Cam. It's just hilarious. It's just a hilarious uh, coincidence of the situation. So uh, they they got rid of Cam. They brought in Mac, and we'll see where they, where it goes from here. But uh, Oh, I'm you not know gonna say go go Patriots. I I you know I hate this team for multiple reasons. I I, Patriots, I hate I, I hate I hate you know the, the Alabama Crimson Tide, and now they have their quarterback from Alabama, and I can't stand the Pats. And just you know, so this is this is a team I'm gonna love to hate for the entire for the entirety of Mac Jones' career. And what you, are you gonna say? 
No, you know, there's actually a rumor that that little kid that was on a Cam Newton commercial is that was actually Mac Jones. It's not Mac Jones, but whatever. It is a very funny commercial, you know, in hindsight. Is. It is the the oh that kid the, the Cam Newton commercial yeah. where the where the kid the kid starts warming up his arm for uh, taking over his job. Um and, and you can see he he definitely was probably Mac Jones's age around that time. Um mm-hmm. all right. Uh let's move on to Aces Bears going to the Los Angeles Rams. Now, the Rams, surprisingly, are my third team that I'm watching this year, and everybody knows why. It's because my quarterback, uh, Matt Stafford, is now the starting quarterback for the Los Angeles Rams uh, and leading a team that's got some serious Super Bowl aspirations. So they are hosting the Chicago Bears on Sunday night football, and they're giving seven and a half points. So, Ace, we're going to roll over here with you. Andy Dalton, the Red Raider, is starting at the quarterback position for you. It is not Justin Fields. He will not be playing. He will likely not be playing tonight unless Aaron Donald beats the beats the living daylights out of Dalton and forces Fields onto the onto the uh, onto the field. I hate this. I hate to use that use that pun. It's not a pun, but whatever. What um, Fields onto the field? Fields onto the field. I just I just don't like it. Um, but anyway. Rams, Bears, seven and a half points. Over/under is forty-six and a half. What do you got, Ace? What do you? Wait, where are you rolling here? The Rams might win, but that's too many points to give. Andy Dalton is the Red Rifle, not the Red Raider. Get it right. Red Raider, Red Rifle, whatever. Red, um, Red something. We have, the, we have the best Red tornado. Receiver. We got the best receiver in the game. We got the best running back in the game. They had to sign Sony Michelle because all the running backs got hurt. Um, so the Rams don't really have a good, solid running back to go with. I do think Sony Michelle is healthy and he can play. But the Bears have one of the best run defenses in the league, and so do the Rams. The Rams find a way to somehow not win great games last year when they had Jared Goff. Um, we'll see what uh, old man, uh, what old man from Detroit can do. They let him go because they were like, "Yeah, we're good." So we'll see what they can do. Um, the Bears are going to cover this game. I don't think they're going to win, so I'm going to take the Bears with the points. Seven and a half is too much. Under or the over. Uh, oh, this is going to be way under. This is going to be low, low scoring. If over under would have to be 35 for me to want to take the over. Okay. And so on you. Well, um, I don't trust this um, Chicago Bears coaching staff. Like I told Ace this before, but I have LA winning this 35 to 28. I'm taking the over in this one. And I'm also quite putting Matt Stafford as I know you not you might not do it, Malik, but I'm putting Matt Stafford to be the for, um, candidate to actually win MVP of the um of the league or comeback player I, of the year. You mean? No, no, not even comeback player. MVP. <laughs> He's gonna be MVP. So I I'm, MVP. I'm putting this in as my fifth lock of the week. Rams will take care of business against against the Bears. Wow. Wow. Um, this I is gonna like be my fifth lock of the week. Taking San Francisco. Oh, this is my lock That's of the right. week as well. Oh, uh, it's ants, ants lock of the week too. So, yeah, so that's real petty. That's what that says. Um, <laughs> I just don't like your coach, but I, I have this for you, Ace. Yeah. I believe that um, Fields is actually going to come in this game to to bring the Bears back up after they get after they get smoked because Andy Dalton is garbage. I think the Rams' lack of running game is going to make them one dimensional, which is why it's going to be close from jump. But go ahead. This will be Andy uh, Dalton's last game. It might may, may very well be. I, I look, I think Matthew Stafford's, I think this is Matthew Stafford's revenge tour. I think this is perfect. I think this is perfectly aligned for him to play against the NFC North this season with a team that he can actually lean on with a defense 
in uh, Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey and and that and those those boys over there, uh, a defense that he can rely upon and an offense that has you know a plethora of weapons on the outside with Robert Woods and Cooper Cup and you know say what you will about the running game, but Daryl Henderson is no slouch. He did have a really good he had a really good mm-hmm. stretch of, of games last year when he was out when he was the starter, mm-hmm. and Sony Michelle is is no slouch as, as well as a back that can uh, you know finish those short yardage games. So. I'm going to expect, I expect big things out of the Rams this season. I expect them to win this division. Uh, and you can't win the division if you don't win games like this that you're supposed to win where you're favored by, you know, a fair amount of points. So I'm going to take something like 28-20 here. Uh, I'll take the Rams to cover and I will take the over. All right. Last game of the slate, Baltimore at Las Vegas. The Ravens are the uh, favorite here. Favored by four and a half points. Going to Las Vegas, this is the first game in the new uh, stadium um, in Las Vegas with fans in the building. So it'd be a very interesting matchup to see on Monday night. Uh, Lamar Jackson and the squad uh, coming in uh, with their newly acquired running back, hopefully with their new, newly acquired running back, Le'Veon Bell. Um, this team, Baltimore, has dealt with a rash of injuries over the course of the preseason. And so we're just hoping, hoping that they're able to stay healthy and do what they need to do in order to get some victories. That said, um, this is a big game for Derek Carr and, and, and the Oakland Raiders. I mean, this is what year three now, it looks like, of the, um, uh, the John Gruden era. Uh, so this is, this is the, a year where they should be expecting some, some big things out of this team um, and some movement towards uh, playoff contention. So we'll see what happens. But Las Vegas Raiders. Last game of the uh, week one of the NFL season. And what you got, Baltimore and Las Vegas? I got, I got Baltimore on this one. And what was, the, what was the line on this one? Four and a half with an over-under of 51. Yeah, I got, I got, I don't have Baltimore winning this, and I have them in the over in this one. I have 31 to 27 on this. I have them beating Las Vegas. I, this is supposed to be what, the year three into the 10 year contract of Gruden. I don't know about this. He's been going, he's been a little iffy on me. I got to see how this rest of the season goes. Baltimore really has no running game after they, what is it, two running backs is down now? Yep. I believe it's two of them. Le'Veon Bell, Le'Veon Bell is not going to be playing this week. He's going to get accustomed, he's first is going to get acclimated to this team. But I still see Baltimore winning this at quite in taking it 31 to 27. Give me Baltimore. And I can't do any more locks. So I call it on that. All right. Give me Baltimore as my lock of the week. Um, Raiders are going to be playing a lot of away games in Vegas. They are probably one of the they're the only team that actually plays in a travel destination or a vacation destination. And every team that plays them that is for a good team or a playoff team from last season, the Ravens being one of them, they're going to travel. And you're going to see more Ravens fans in the stands than you will Raiders fans. So it's going to be like a home game for the Ravens. Give me the Ravens, lock it in. This is going to be the under over over under for this game is 51. Give me the Ravens. Lamar's going to go crazy. Hopefully, if you have him in fantasy, he's going to count for like four TDs. Probably two running, two passing, or three three passing and one running. But they're going to roll the Raiders. Go Ravens. They stay ready, so they don't have to get ready. All right. There you have it, guys. Our picks for week one of the NFL season is in the books. Um, we will check back with you guys next week. Let you know how we did. Um, again, we're going to keep a running tally of uh, where we land this season. Last year, we, um, you know, we didn't start that that work until about week eight. 
Um, so this year we're actually going to take it all the way through the season, see see where we all land in terms of percentages and win win totals and best bets and everything like that. And again, we're going to be putting in our parlay at the end of at the beginning of each week, uh, letting you know uh, what 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 bets we made um, relative to the uh, the games that are the, the slate of games that are played each week. Uh, Ace, let before we roll up out of here, Ace, let's uh, let's give our shout outs. Ace, we're going to start with you. Right. Shout out to who, who, who you got a shout out for this week. I have to shout out to uh, the UNC Tar Heels football team for letting me down and disappointing me. And I like to apologize to all of the people who listened to me last week. Uh, as I put them in my lock of the week to beat up on the Virginia Tech Hokies. Clearly, I had no idea what I was talking about. And uh, Virginia Tech showed up and showed out. And I was surprised. Miami let me down. One of the few teams that came through last week. Um, I don't even remember. I think I went two and four last week in my college picks. So uh, until I prove myself this week with about four or five winners, do not listen to me. And another shout out to Matt Nagy. I hope you win because I'd hate to get, see you get fired. Um, let's get these W's and let's get back into the playoffs. I think you're a pretty good coach. You may not always know what you're doing on the offense, but bring the rookie along the way you see fit and Fields seems ready, but maybe he knows he's not ready because he has Andy Dalton's back as well. And I'd also like to shout out to the Knicks for signing Kemba Walker. We actually have a winning franchise to look forward to. So come October when the basketball season starts, I'm still going to be focused on the NFL and all of these picks and college football. And, uh, but now I know we're actually going to be in the playoffs again and shout out to my UB Bulls for beating up on Wagner 69 to seven. And they were beating them 57 or 58 to nothing until they gave up a touchdown in the fourth quarter. And I expect them to go into Nebraska and steal another victory and keep that undefeated season going. Go Bulls. And All right, I got a, lot, got a couple of shots here. I'd like to give a shout out to the first, the Browns, future AFC championship champions to go to the Super Bowl. I give a shout out to them. I'm going to give a shout out to Matthew Stafford, who I picked who's going to be MVP. I'm still going with that one. Let me see here. Also going to give a shout out to my boy, um, Michael Parsons. He was really good. I really liked him in, uh, what's the name, in the Hard Knocks. And I uh, see him winning Defensive um, Rookie of the Year. And, of course, I got a shout out to my boy, Zach Wilson, because I'm going to have him winning Offensive Rookie of the Year. There was also one more shout out. I kind of forgot what it was. But anyway, you know who I was talking about. Shout out to you, whatever. You know, person I forgot about. <laughs> you know who you are even if you don't even if i don't know who you are oh yeah anymore. now i remember who it is it's josh allen shout out to you see you in november when it just can <laughs> shout out to you Great shout out. I love it. That, that's why he's so forgettable shout out to him when he gets his kneecaps you're still in your preseason form you're still you're still in your preseason um, all right. So my shout outs, first and foremost, shout out to myself for the first time hosting this, this show and uh, this being the best show of our season so far. Um, it's the second shout show. out to my shout out to myself for doing that uh, and holding, oh, holding, the holding, holding down the hosting, the hosting duties. It's, it's late. It's late at night on a Wednesday slash Thursday. So hopefully we can get this out before the first games we played. Um, shout out to uh, yeah, Ant took one of mine. So shout out to Matt Stafford. Um, for starting, start hopefully starting the season off on a good note and uh, starting starting your path towards uh, some some relevancy and getting some relevant games here under your belt. Uh, shout out to the Detroit Lions organization. Uh, you made some risky moves this year, and you're looking to try to rebound a reputation that was shattered by the the uh, you know the Ursula that is Matt Patricia. Um, 
And uh, so, so shout out, shout out to the Lions for trying to re to rebuild their their reputation um, and and get out from under that that dark cloud of uh, of of the New England Patriots know it alls uh, over there. And then last but not least, uh, a shout out to the <clears throat> excuse me, shout out to the New Orleans Saints and and, and the new era of the, the new Jameis Winston era here in New Orleans. Uh, I'm pulling for you. Uh, I pulled for you, you know, really, really hard going out of Florida State to be the number one overall pick. You've let me down the entire time. And now you have the opportunity to let me down on my second favorite team. So please uh, feel free to feel free to actually do something with yourself uh, and actually play well um, wow. <laughs> for, for a change, please. Oh, um, I have one more shout out. Sorry. Can I just, yeah. just want to interrupt? Shout out to Derek Jeter for. Um... Oh, yes. For, for pointing out the fact that one writer who was being a dick and was like, you know what? I'm not going to give you 100% to get in. When we all yeah. knew goddamn well that he deserved it. Yeah. He was just being uh, all types of stupid for no reason. Shout out to yeah. you. Shout out to you, Mr. DJ3K, for just yeah. being a grown up and being like, oh, yeah, and to that one writer, I'd like to thank everybody but you. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect, perfect, perfect. And I hate to end this. I hate to end the show on a somber note, but I definitely wanted to take an opportunity to um, say rest in peace and, and best wishes to the family of Mr. Michael K. Williams. Um, we, we lost a a great uh, in the acting field uh, just a, just a few days ago. Uh, for any of you guys that don't remember Michael K. Williams, what he played the iconic uh, iconic role of Omar Little on the Wire, uh, amongst a ton of other uh, performances that he had um, and he was a staple in New York City I actually saw him once uh, at a club in New York City uh, really cool guy um, and for, uh, for watching looking on Instagram and hearing all the stories from people talking about him he was a great dude um, and obviously lost just way too early 54 years of age um, if you're having and if you're out there in the world and you're having problems with substance abuse or depression or anything like that, please, please, please go out and get help. Um, we don't want to lose more people, especially more talented people to um, to these diseases out here. So take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. We'll see you guys next week. The Uptown Parlay podcast. Till next time. Peace out. Peace. Hey, so undefeated next week. Watch. <laughs>